0: Well,
1: hello and good evening, dear listen. How the devil are you? It's my first show of 2024. Happy New Year. How are the, how are the resolutions going? <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't mock, should I? I don't think mine are great. <laughs> I don't really make any. Anyway, <clears throat> I think I've outdone myself on the, let me just turn this. I think my voice might be a bit loud. Is that, is that better? Don't want to hurt your ears. What am I saying? I don't want to hurt your ears. I'm I'm going to hurt your ears. I've just been going through my playlist and the first three pieces. I'm thinking if you listened last week, you'll know that I was sort of thinking I'll just keep it on the down low because you know we've all had a bit too much excitement with Christmas and everything. (laughs) God. I don't know what I've done here. I'm just gonna play them. did warn you that I was going to hurt your ears. <laughs> I should apologise now because the next two aren't any quiet. <laughs> that was Leonard Bernstein. He of yeah, yeah I'm not going to do it. I can't help it. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> but that wasn't my side story I played there. It was the overture to Condide. And Leonard himself was conducting the London Symphony Orchestra. There's a movie on Netflix at the moment, isn't there, called Maestro about him. And I'll I keep meaning to uh to, to dial it up and watch it, but uh, I was quite busy over Christmas and then I just sort of decompressed and watched all sorts of other rubbish. I think I'm gonna have to be in the right mood to watch that, but I uh, believe it's it's been very well received, so I shall definitely watch it, and I shall report back when I finally get round to it so uh I'll let you know um yeah <laughs> here's another big one i mean if if you if you don't want me to play the third loud one, you'll have to let me know by um Ping me on 07565825041 and say Denise dial it down and I can but these three first three are just like loud and I think I must be trying to make up for the fact that I didn't play too much loud last week anyway if you can handle it it's the Warshaw Concerto Told you it was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> Nearly as wild as we have got going out there. Christina Ortiz was playing with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And who was conducting the whole thing? Well, that would be Mushy Asmon. That's That What great name that is. So, yeah, the Warsaw or even Warsaw Concerto by Richard Adensel. Uh, very, very dramatic, don't you think? And a tiny bit more of loud to, to go now. Only three minutes to be able to cope. Come on, bit of Wagner. Just cut stuff like that all by itself without me doing anything. I'm not guilty, Your Honour. <laughs> that was the Vienna Philharmonic playing that, and it doesn't say who the um, who the conductor is. Pick one, but that was Brahms. No, it wasn't Brahms at all. It was, <laughs> oh God, it was him. Wagner, the Prelude to Act Three of Lohengrin. So, as I did mention before, I went loud. Um, how how was your holiday, your thing, your new year, your Christmas? And have you still got your tree up? I know loads of people have taken those down, but I'm thinking it's not 12th night till Saturday. And um, I leave mine up until the day if I can. If I'm going to be, if it's going to be a working day. I have to sometimes take it down the weekend before because I won't leave it up, won't leave my tree up after, after 12th night because it's bad luck, isn't it? Excuse me while I cough. sorry about that my apologies I had a little froglet in my throat so yes I should be taking down my decorations on Saturday but I know loads of people that have already done it it's like I've had enough tea. but I mean if you, you do get people putting their decorations up you know halfway through November well of course by the time Christmas comes you're sick of looking at them aren't you I try and leave it till as, as late as I possibly can and uh, so my tree didn't go up until um, I think it was maybe about the weekend before Christmas yeah Christmas was the Monday wasn't it so mine went up not the Saturday or Sunday before that because that would have been Christmas Eve, no chance. Uh, but the weekend before, so I don't I don't leave it till uh, I don't leave it I don't I don't do it really early, and so I can enjoy my decorations for the for the twelve fourteen days that they're up. So that's quite nice. And of course, the bad news is um, I did have some help when I put the decorations up because my lovely son Lewis was home, and so he helped me put them up. <laughs> so much frustration and language that his mother never taught him. <laughs> Good grief, darling child. What does that word mean? And um, there's several words that you can use to describe a piece of garland that won't stay on the on the picture rail. I've learnt a few. To be fair, I was coming out with a few myself by the end of it all. Um, but of course... Taking them down is a whole lot easier because you've got gravity to help, don't you so um so yes I shall be, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be doing it all myself. I'll put some nice music on, and I shall just gently take everything down and package all my little baubles away and I, I rather like the ritual of um putting up and taking down at christmas. I think it's I think it's quite a nice thing, isn't it? It sort of closes the book on one year and opens the, the page on another. How very prosaic that was of me, but um so I hope you've opened the book on a new year for yourself that you are looking forward to. And that you've got something lovely lined up. I had a had a friend of mine ring up today and he, he came on the phone and he's he's, he's quite elderly I say elderly, i mean, what's elderly these days, but I mean he's he's just been diagnosed with Parkinson's and he came on the phone and he's like, oh Denise and he was feeling really sorry for himself, but by the time we'd finished I had him laughing. So um if all else fails, if you're feeling not that great, go and find a mate that you can whinge to who won't take you too seriously. <laughs> And after I wasn't taking the fact that he had been di- had this diagnosis, I wasn't taking that. I wasn't not taking that seriously. But his doctor had said, you're going to be fine. Take the tablets, you'll feel better straight away. And he says, and I do feel better straight away. Well, bingo. You know, and so it was like, grab what you've got and just enjoy it. Because, you know, we're all we all going to be off the planet at some point. So you might as well have fun while you're here, even if you've got a bit of a diagnosis. And if it's, it, it's not curable, is it, Parkinson's? But it's treatable. So he's got he's got his treatment now, and he's he's he's, he's you know he's ears a lot better. But I think I think it just shook him a bit because he'd always been in rude health. So, um, but yeah, whatever's going on in your life, there's always something wonderful to look at or to listen to. That would be me, of course. Um, should I get myself out of the pulpit? Yeah, I'll do that. So I'm removing myself from the, pul- <laughs> from the pulpit, Vicar Denise, and I'm, I'm going to play this piece of music now. I have seen this show about three or four times and I do like to play a bit of Riverdance by Bill Whelan. And I was trying to find the, the appropriate moment in this piece of music to start playing it off. So it doesn't sound particularly correct. There's no proper introduction because I'm just diving about two and a half minutes in. But then you get the other three minutes. Anyway, I'll stop waffling and you can hear Riverdance, which isn't really classical as it? it's folk. But I'm sure the folky guys on a Monday won't mind if I slip this one in on my show. finish there for Bill Whelan's River Riverdance. If you've never seen the show, um, trying do they still? Find, there was a time, wasn't there, that they, they were touring in every country on the planet. Um, but it is a great show if you like. If you like it, and even if you don't like dance, if it isn't your thing, it's just such a great story. It, it's it's a story about um, it's a story about how the Irish emigrated over to America, and they and so they they play out the story in dance, and it, it's very very good and. I don't know just go and have a look at it and if you can't get out to see it get the video really very very good but if you can get to the live show nothing better and if you're feeling a bit meh then that will definitely lift your spirits whether you think you like dance or irish music or you don't if you can get one of the bigger shows where they've got a whole row of the the uh the dancers doing that amazing stuff that they do and and their feet just do stuff and you think how do you do that (laughs) Brilliant show, I love it So do my boys actually, they really really like it Maybe it's the Irish blood in them My, my maiden name was very Irish I shan't divulge it because you'll laugh um, And it wasn't O Onion or something It was, it, And it wasn't O Anything actually But it was a very Irish name And there's a lot of Irish in the family So maybe there's something going on there Maybe their Irish heritage is just buried in them And when they hear that sort of music they just love it And that might be the case Here's a different kind of dancing now And uh, it's ballet <laughs> Now, I always wanted to be a ballet dancer when I was a little girl and uh, sadly, um, straight in times, you know, being one of five children of a working class family, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of money for tutus and things, but I still rather like a bit of ballet. And here's one of my favourite ballets now, Capellia. And uh, quite often I play the Mazurka from that, but here's the Chardas, just for a change. Very lovely. That was Delib's Capella, the Chardas from that. And that was a Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra. Open brackets, Bratislava, close brackets, under andre Lenar, Presume Bratislava. I've never seen that before, the Bratislava bit. Have you ever been to Bratislava? I never have. I've never been to anywhere much outside the UK. I'm a bit of a lazy person when it comes to travelling. I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago. She's off to India and she was telling me that... Um, she was uh she she was taking uh she was going with two or three friends and they were all taking antibiotics and they'd all had this job and they'd all had that job and, and another friend of mine who was part of the conversation had already been and was saying well, giving her all the things, well don't you know, make sure if you handle money that you wash your hands before you, you eat or anything and, and they were going up about all these dreadful things that you can get if you go to India now. I've got some neighbours, they're delightful or they're Indian, they're lovely. But, you know, i take hate to think someone's talking about my country like that. So <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. But anyway, I'm thinking, why would you go somewhere if you were going to be, if you were having to take so many risks and have, uh, with your health? So, but obviously people like to broaden their minds. I think my mind is broad enough, which means I'm just lazy. So I'm not a great traveller, I've got to say. I'm not a great traveller. So, and if someone said to me today, "We're going to take or, take your passport off you, Denise. You'll never ever be able to leave the country again," I go, "Okay, <laughs> dreadful, isn't it?" And I was saying to someone, uh, I had some friends of mine that went off to Australia. They've got a daughter over there, so they went off to Australia for Christmas to spend uh, the holiday with her, which was lovely. And I'm thinking that is the only way you would ever get me on a long haul flight these days is if one of my children lived somewhere far flung. I would then get on the plane. But you would have to, you know, that would be the only reason. I can't imagine ever doing a long haul holiday again. I just don't like the idea of it, and it's not—it's not for any other reason than it's that it's the whole fold isn't it? You know, you have to practically. You know, disrobe at the airport, and you know, put your lipstick in a little bag, and and then you have to be checked over to make sure that you haven't got any bombs on you. And 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 I know it's all for security reasons, and I absolutely get that. And if you want to do that, then that's that's you know fine, but it just does not appeal to me. I'm going back to the laziness thing. Anyway, if you've got any holiday plans, do let me know. And a short haul flight, I will probably do a short haul flight this year, probably, but it's not guaranteed yet. (laughs) How much depends on whether the son wants to go. I think he does. He and I, we might just go somewhere, but it's not nailed on. We might just stay at home and close the doors and turn the phones off. <laughs> oh, I'm dreadful. Anyway, if you like your holidays and you want to share that you're going somewhere marvellous and tell me why I'm wrong, I'd be more than happy to hear that. You can text me oh seven five six five eight two five zero four one email me studio at sydvalleyradio.co.uk or go on the website, ping in the little box and say, Denise, where are off to? And then tell me where you're going. And I'll go, oh, that's lovely. But I have been to Sri Lanka and I've been to the States and I've done various places, but that was when I was a bit younger. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. Let me know if you're going away anyway. My favourite orchestra now, of course, the Academy of St. Martin in the fields. And here they are. isn't it that was Marcello's Oboe Concerto in D minor the third movement Claire Shanks was playing the oboe and Christopher Hogwood was keeping all in order so I can't believe I've never done this before (laughs) I'm looking at the next two pieces and I this is deliberate okay I'm just going to mention this because sometimes I have a little theme that runs throughout my show and there isn't a particular theme this evening other than boy it was loud to start with and and I've brought it down quite quickly because you can't have that much noise all the way through the show can you so um so what I've got now is, uh, is two pieces of music which are so obvious that they should go, you know, one after the other, just not least because I can say, "Oh, that was the Anvil Chorus <laughs> from Verdi and um, from the, uh, La Traviata. And, um, and then the next piece is, you have to wait for that, but I'll, I'll let you have a little think about what I might play after the Anvil Chorus from La Traviata and Verdi. Mm-hmm. the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra, with the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Choir singing the Anvil Chorus, all under Carl Davis. So, go on then, what am I going to play next? Bearing in mind, I did say that they were linked, inextricably linked. That would be the harmonious blacksmith, wouldn't it? (laughs) Forgive me, I know you're all groaning, and oh Denise, you couldn't be so obvious. I'm afraid I can be that obvious. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I haven't got the usual. Um, it's usually played by. It's usually played on piano, isn't it? This one, but I've got John Williams playing it on guitar instead. In fact, I've got a couple of really interesting pieces that would normally be played on on piano on guitar this evening, just because. And I think I've got about another three or four pieces of guitar music that must be just what was going on in my head this evening. Maybe I just felt this little riff that John Williams said was so lovely on this. I just couldn't stop myself just throwing loads more guitar in. Anyway, see what you think, Harmonious Blacksmith. Grace, isn't it that's a bit of handle played on guitar by john williams a harmonious blacksmith <laughs> and it does sound like what it is you can hear him can't you hammering out the nails and whatever else the horseshoes and things that he's doing so i think that's a great piece of music and of course a bit of handle can't knock it because of course and here we go because it wouldn't be my show if i didn't give a plug to the seventh cross society who will be singing Handel's messiah in april at the parish church So, and if you fancy singing it yourself, we are starting our term next Wednesday, the 10th of January, St. Francis Hall. Come along, have a a cup of tea and a biscuit, have a chat, um, meet us all and sing if that's what you fancy. And even if you don't fancy it, come and have a go anyway. (laughs) Not that I'm press-ganging anybody, of course. She lied. Let's keep the strings going now. Let's keep the strings going because I've got some, uh, I've got Vivaldi's Concerto in D Major 4, can you believe it or not? Yes. brilliant stuff the mandolin concerto in d major and that was the montana chamber orchestra and the chap that was playing the the mandolin was nikolai tonchev i've never heard of him before and he's he's actually billed as n. tonchev so just his uh, initials. I had to go and do a bit of judicious searching because he obviously likes to be known as N. Toncheva, not Nikolai Tonchev, because he's all over the internet as N. Toncheva. Then you've got to go and find out what his first name is. And Nikolai, it's, it's a nice name, isn't it? I don't know why he doesn't like it. Anyway, I, do, I, I get called D quite a lot because, you know, it's the first letter of my name. And um, a lot of people just call me D and maybe they're just, you know, can't be bothered to say the last <laughs> But I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. You can call me what you like on account of the fact that, do you know what? I'm going to go with the Shakespeare thing. A rose by any other name would smell as sweet because it's still me, whatever you call me. Now, I'm going to keep going with the final piece of, um, actually, this, this this could be my final piece of uh, of guitar music, but I have got another one lined up. It just depends on how much chat I do between now and the end of the show. But I, I came across this one as well, which was lovely. I was looking for... Um, there's a piece I, I quite often play on the show by um, François Francois Couperin, which is called Les Barricades Mysterieuses, The Mysterious Masks. And, and it's normally played on piano. But while I was sort of groveling around looking for that one, I came across this one, which had been scored for classical guitar. And it's played for us by Raphael Foyaitre. Have a listen. I think this is a really lovely I love that I love the piano version, but I think that is absolutely delightful. And you do wonder when you think about those pieces of I music mean, that we've just heard the the stuff you know, the, the 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 John Williams one with <laughs> the harmonious blacksmith and all those others. And you wonder how they do it, don't you? You know, it's one it's one instrument, it's 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 two hands, it's ten fingers, but some of those pieces it's just like it sounds like fourteen people <laughs> playing. <laughs> anyway, you have to admire those guys. So I've just been um in through some stuff because you know when I've got music on, I will sit back and listen to it sometimes and sometimes I'm just flicking through various things and trying to catch up with with, with my newspaper, which sometimes I don't get a chance to read throughout the day. And I've just gone through this um, feature and um, we all know how expensive it is to live in London with the, the, the price of property and one thing as another. But the Savills have done this um, survey or this bit of work around uh, which of the best 10 cities in the country to live for value for money in terms of house prices versus earnings potential versus the cost of living. And Exeter, so just up the road, comes in at number nine. Out of the whole country, which does not surprise me because I, I think Exeter is a lovely city. I think it's great. But there's some other ones that, you know, when you look at it, you, you're quite surprised. The number one city to live for value and cost of living and everything else, Dunfermline. Who'd have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? So, Dunfermline was first. Newcastle, Tyne and Weir, uh, number two. Average house price, 207,832 quid. Amazing average household income fifty one thousand. So this is just amazing. Salford, Manchester came in at three, Leeds at four, Cardiff at five. It's surprising, isn't it? And but they're they're all great cities. Sadly, my own city, Liverpool, doesn't doesn't come in, there, which is a shame. But uh, but if, I suppose if it was that good, I'd be living back up there, wouldn't I? But it's just too cold now. I'm just being a bit of a wuss when it comes to to temperatures. I go and see my aunt three times a year. I went to see her before Christmas and I'll be going up at the end of the month because it's her birthday on the 1st of February. So I will venture to the frozen north, but not while the weather's as bad as it is. Poor old Gavin, he rang me today, sent me a uh, ping on on WhatsApp, and said, "I can't get out of <laughs> out of uh, Axe Mouth. I'm going to have to stay at home and do the show from home tonight." So if you were listening to the, the Cowboy Show before me, uh, poor old Gavin was doing it from his back bedroom or wherever it is he does it from home. He can he can broadcast from home. I like coming into the studio myself. I feel much more like I'm in I'm in the zone. So here I am in the zone playing music. So what's next? Ah, yes, the first of our Holy Trinity. And this will be Bach. Bach. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's great, isn't it? A bit of bark, and you can't knock it. Well, you never can, can you? Well, I don't. And for those for the uninitiated, when I said, Holy Trinity, this is not me getting back in the pulpit, you'd be delighted to know. <laughs> it's me saying that I will all generally play a piece of Bach, Beethoven and Mozart in my show. And that was Isaac Stern on the violin, Marcel Tabuteau on the oboe. Pablo Casals was holding it all together, Orchestra du Festival de Prade in the background sounding beautiful I and mean, we might as well f- go full steam ahead to the next member of our holy trinity which is beethoven And this is the longest piece of music on our show tonight so it's a good 13 13 and a half minutes plenty of time to just sit back chill go and put the kettle on one whatever it is that you do when there's a long piece of music on um because of course you're not here to listen to the music are you you're just here to listen to me waffle <laughs> i'm just joking i am only joking only me that's sort of bit in the background the music it's all about the music and this is of course uh, Beethoven's pastoral symphony and we're going to play the second movement because the first movement is the one that most people know but this is by the brook and to be honest with you I don't know if you've seen any brooks recently they're probably running torrents with the amount of uh, rain we've had but anyway let's go by the brook with Beethoven for about 13 and a half minutes beautiful, isn't it? You can't beat a bit of Beethoven. And I think I said that about bark as well. <laughs> Sorry for being boring. Lots of bees going on there. <laughs> boring and bark and Beethoven and beat. Anyway, the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra under, believe it or not, Karl Bohm. <laughs> okay, well, we'll stop messing with the alliteration now, shall we? So, Oliver Davis is one of my favourite contemporary composers, and he's released um, some lovely albums. And, this is one of my favourites from his album called Air. And he's got a sort of suite of uh, pieces called Two Pieces for Four Brothers. And I, ne- I nearly played um, Winds of Change, but I thought it's been so windy out there today. You probably wouldn't thank me for that. <laughs> so I'm playing this one, which is Flow. And I'm thinking you probably will not thank me for that either, bearing in mind there's that much water out there. But I think it's meant to be airflow rather than um, a wind. And if you are hoping for winds of change um, at the beginning of this year to to get you into 2024, then maybe this will sort of gently sort of take you on a a breeze rather than a a gale. So here we go, Oliver Davis, uh, played by the Hanker Brothers, and this is from Two Pieces for for Four Brothers, and it's called Flow. Lover Davis, just a fantastic uh contemporary composer. I just love his music and it's 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 lovely, really relaxing at times. And he's got he's got various albums out. And if you want to go and have a look at Spotify or wherever you get your, your downloads, iTunes, go and have a look. There's some great stuff there. So Borjak, I haven't played any of his for ages. It seems I'm sure I have, but it just seems like a long time since I've played. Any of his. And this is one of my particular favourites. In front of this this is a Beethoven Academy Orchestra. Who knew there was such a thing? Well, you do now. But here's his serenade for strings, the second movement, and this is one of my very favourite bits of Vojac. Well, Pavel or Powell, or just Paul, depending on how you want to do it, Pritz was conducting the Beethoven Academy Orchestra there with that excellent bit of Vorjag. We've got the third and final member of our Holy Trinity this evening, of course, Mozart, who often appears last, (laughs) bless his little heart, quite often appears as the third member of the the Trinity, doesn't he? Because he does that sort of quieter stuff. Well, sometimes, not always, but quite often. Um, Mitsuko Ushida is going to play the second movement, I think it's the second movement of the piano sonata number no. 16 in C. Yes, it is the second movement, that's what I've got lined up. Anyway, here we go. This is just lovely. Oh, that's just great, isn't it? I, it makes me wish that I had kept up. The, I used to be able to play that, that particular piece. I used to love it. And it's called the Sonata Facile. i called the Easy Sonata. So, of course, I could play it. But it's a long time since I've tickled the ivories. But if you've got kids playing the piano, or even you want to get back to the keyboard yourself, have a go and pick up that piece of music. You know, it's, it's, it, I should imagine if I had, a, you know, a week or two, I could probably knock that back out again, she says, lying. But I might. So a bit of Michael Collins and Michael McHale now, and uh, I quite often play the prelude from the suite of the Victorian Kitchen Garden. But I'm going to bring you a little bit of sunshine now because the weather's been dark. It's been the last few days, it's been those days in the bleak midwinter when you just know it's not going to get light all day. So here's a, a taste of summer, and this is the summer bit of the Victorian Kitchen Garden. There, a little bit of musical sunshine for you on a Thursday evening <laughs> it was only two minutes of sunshine but having said that that's pretty much all we've had in the last week isn't it I don't mind it in the winter when it's bitterly cold and it's and it's uh, sunny that's quite nice because you can get out for a walk can't you and get the blood flowing and get you get the rosy cheeks you know going and all the rest of it but when it's been like it has been the last few days it's, you can see why people will suffer with seasonally affective disorder, can't you? <laughs> because I don't, but even I think, oh my word, a bit of sunshine will be so, so nice. Anyway, I can't see any for tomorrow either, but let's wait and see. In the meantime, let's play a bit of musical sunshine. There it is for you, and, and uh, that's a gorgeous piece, the Victorian Kitchen Garden, and that's the, the fifth movement from that bit of romance now and what again one of our more um, contemporary composers Craig Armstrong he's done quite a few bits and pieces and he didn't he do some do some stuff for love actually and all those things anyway he also did this which is the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Gorgeous, isn't it? Paul Bateman was conducting the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. I do like a bit of romance. I was—I um, spotted my neighbour outside my, my window the other day and I, I needed to have a quick chat with him. So <laughs> so I tapped on my bedroom window and opened it because I didn't want to yell his name down the street. It looks a bit dapper. <laughs> you know, I'm, there I am sort of... I was fully dressed, by the way. It was the middle of the day, just in case you think I was being a bit dodgy because I'm a good, clean living girl. And so, and he's he's a very good um, he's a bit of a, a mickey taker is my is my uh, neighbour Simon. He's a lovely lovely man, and so we were just joshing. I was you know doing my for art thou Simon sort of thing, and then I said I'm going to be away for a couple of days. Can you keep your eye on the house? And I'm sure I am sure that uh, Juliet did not say that to Romeo when they were doing their bit in, uh, in in that particular Shakespeare play. And he did look after the house for a couple of days. He's a lovely neighbour. Bless him. And here's um, something else that's very, very popular. This is one of my, uh, this is one of my eldest son's favourites, and he loves this one. <laughs> it's it's the Psalm 23 from um, Howard Goodall, of course, the theme from the Vicar of Dibley. So do sing along because we all know it and love it. got to love a bit of choral as as you know I do if you are a regular listener to the show and they've listed all the names of everyone singing on that track so I shan't rattle it out but just say well done chaps it was lovely and it was all boys that sang that so down to the last piece of music on the show this evening oh, I will say it was the uh, George Humphries conducting the choir of Christchurch College Christchurch Cathedral sorry my apologies Oxford which funny enough Uh, My eldest is going to be working for Christchurch College soon and that's going to be quite exciting. But anyway, more more of that when he starts the job. Moving swiftly on to the last piece of music for the show. (laughs) I will get to it. Um, It's that lovely piece of music from, I can never remember the name of it. Anyway, it's (laughs) Claude-Michel is is the guy that did it. It's called Bring Him Home. It's from, you know, the one I mean. Um, Lara dude, I, I, it's gone out of my head. I can't remember it. You'll have to just go with it. It's, it was a play. I'm going to do my little thing. And you know, it was a play. It's, it's been a film. It's Anne Hathaway starred in it. I'm going to be able to talk all about it apart from the actual name, something to do with the French revolution. You know, the one I mean, piano guys are going to play this one for us. I'm so sorry. And so it only remains for me to say, uh, after a very garbled, um, two hours, I hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> I hope if you've managed to stay with me, that you'll join me again next Thursday for more happy classics here on Sid Valley Radio. Until then, I hope you have a lovely week, notwithstanding the dreadful weather. Good night.